Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to episode number three of High Rolling Bets, and I'm your host, Caleb Bauer, of course. Uh, what a weekend of sports it was. Live sports are back, and uh, I got a good chance to watch a lot of baseball this past weekend, about 12 hours a day, it seemed like, uh, games all day and night. Uh, also got a chance to look at the NBA bubble and some scrimmages that went on uh, there. And so baseball, I have to be honest, it looks a little weird with no fans, uh, something to get used to. Uh, but being the baseball fan that I am, uh, I will take it as is. Uh, what's weird about it to me, though, is just the fact, you know, I kind of realize now how much dead time there really is in between pitches. And so that 20 seconds are give or take in between each pitch. Uh, makes it really weird. Uh, usually, you know, when things are normal uh, during a baseball game, your eyes will wander around stands, and you kind of look around and you see, you know, the drunk guy in the front row or the giant pretzel being eaten by a fan. But none of that this time, and so you're just kind of stuck in this ginormous empty ball field. Uh, but the NBA bubble looks really cool. Um, they have their cameras set a certain way, uh, where you don't really see the empty stands. And the NBA bubble kind of looks like uh, an NBA summer league game or a, a Maui invitational tournament, like in college basketball. And so this kind of tournament style feel uh, for this NBA bubble is really cool. And uh, that kicks off in a couple of days. Uh, so there are some scrimmages going on right now as uh, the NBA looks to get back in, in business. And uh, NHL will be back as well. Um, their playoff format begins, I think, August 1st. And so, little by little, each sport is jumping on board here. Uh, but the M MLB didn't really want a bubble. The players decided not to have a bubble. And so, that's kind of why the news brought out today kind of happened. Uh, the Miami Marlins, um, as you may know, 14 players uh, have COVID. Um, four were added today and uh, two coaches have COVID, and so the MLB is going to face this issue all season long. It's only been three games into the season, and the Marlins are considered to have an outbreak. Um, it's kind of it's hard to really monitor uh, what players are doing or how are they traveling. I mean, no one knows how these guys got the the coronavirus. Uh, and it's kind of weird, you know, all the traveling that they do. Um, they kept it the schedule where you play your opponents that are close to you on the same coasts or the same areas but you're still traveling around and so uh, because of that the Marlins uh, just got news that the Marlins have paused their season and it's the only answer to do uh, for MLB to say that is to kind of save the season for the rest of us um, the Yankees and Phillies have postponed their games two nights in a row and that's because the Marlins were in the Phillies of opponents uh, clubhouse. And so the Yankees don't want to step foot anywhere near there as they shouldn't. And uh, they're pausing that as well. Uh, so hopefully um, this kind of thing can slow down and teams will be even more careful after hearing that news. And uh, I was telling someone earlier, you know, if any team were to have it, it would be the Miami team. Um, Florida as a whole not to talk any crap about the state of Florida, but they were never on board with social distancing and mask wearing. Uh, and so the city of Miami being an international city has got to be the most dangerous place to be right now. And so really sucks for the Marlins. Uh, they ended up 
beating the Phillies uh, two games out of three, and we're going to play a cool matchup against the Orioles, uh, two of the lower-end teams of the league. Uh, already look to be pretty good. Uh, the Orioles st- uh, stole a game from the Red Sox, uh, so we'll see if they get to play anytime soon. Uh, but so a lot of people are considering this to be a huge loss uh, for MLB since it's only been three days. It really has only been three games into the season, four games, and this is what happens. And so you look at a sport like baseball where there's not a lot of contact. Uh, you look at football where there is nothing but contact, and so this kind of raises the eyebrows for the NFL. Uh, but uh, I saw one point made by Colin Coward saying, you know, the NFL is luckier because they only travel eight times a year uh, as opposed to the MLB you're traveling uh, maybe once a week or a lot more than eight, that is. And so the NFL can be careful when they travel uh, those eight times. They will have a better chance of, of staying healthy. Uh, but, you know, no one really knows. We'll have to see. College football might not happen. Uh, it kind of depends on college in general, where students going back to campus or not. And time is ticking, and we're very close to August here. So stay tuned for that. I know I'll be seeing any news about that. That will be in upcoming podcast for sure. Uh, but anyways, besides that, uh, I enjoyed uh, every baseball game. I watched just about every single one. And uh, my 15-team parlay did not hit, as I imagined it would not. Uh, but I did end up winning $30 overall. And so some really lucky lucky stuff by me, but some well-earned games there. Um, so we're going to look at the schedule for tonight. And while we look at the schedule for tonight, I will make some picks. And we're going to look over uh, what happened this past weekend as every uh, series of the MLB opening weekend is completely finished now. And we're moving on to the second series. Uh, for the MLB schedule, and then we're going to look at the NBA bubble uh, at the end of this podcast, so looking forward to that as well. All right, so the MLB schedule, uh, just doing a little recap here. Uh, The teams that really won me money this past weekend were the New York Yankees, who won two out of three against the defending champion Washington Nationals, um, the third game, the rubber match. Uh, Yankees ended up winning 3-2, so a very stressful game for me. Uh, but the Atlanta Braves, after being shut out in Game 1 versus Jacob deGrom against the New York Mets, uh, somehow was able to, uh, with the last strike of the game, down to the last strike, uh, Marcelo Zuna hits a bomb for the Atlanta Braves to send them into extra innings where the Braves ended up winning Game 2. And so for that reason, I went ahead and took them Game 3. And in Game 3... Uh, the Braves won the series by scoring 14 runs, won that game 14-1. to And so I was excited. It was a great night to be a Braves fan. And then, weirdly enough, the very next day, yesterday, Braves are playing the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Rays score 14 runs on the Braves. So I don't know how to feel about that. We score 14 runs, and then we get 14 runs scored on us. So I don't really know what kind of shape the Braves are in right now. That ended up sending uh, the starting pitcher, uh, Mike Fultonevich, uh, down to the minor leagues, which there are no minor leagues this year. So basically they just said, you're not going to play for us right now. 
until he gets better. So they're kind of giving him an assignment um, to work on his pitching because he gave up uh, quite a bit of runs there in that game. And so I really got to pay more attention uh, to who exactly is pitching. I know uh, I look at the pitching matchups and I look at the stats, uh, but these some of these young pitchers are getting lit up this year. But anyways, the third team that made me money was the San, uh, San Diego Padres. And this new-look Padres team is very dangerous. Uh, they had Manny Machado, uh, for this, this guy named Fernando Tatis Jr., who was a rookie last year. Uh, some really good players and a, a low-key team that people are kind of sleeping on. They ended up winning three out of the four games against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And so those three teams right there uh, gave me the money that I earned. Um, so let's look at the schedule for tonight. Uh, we've got the Blue Jays taking on the Nationals at 6.05. And so the Blue Jays beat the Nationals yesterday. The Blue Jays I'm a fan of uh, for many reasons, the Toronto team. Uh, but they somehow beat the Nationals yesterday. And after seeing the Nationals give the Yankees such a hard time in this past series, you know, I really have some some more respect for the Nationals. Uh, you know, they lose Anthony Rendon to free agency. Uh, Juan Soto gets COVID. And then another key piece, uh, Ryan Zimmerman, opts out of the entire year. So that's three hitters right there, three, four, five guys in the lineup, gone for the year. And so, but weirdly enough, the Nationals are scoring runs against the Yankees. And so that forces me to kind of stay away from them. I really can't bet for or against the Nationals. So for that reason alone, I'm out on that game. Uh, we've got the Mariners and Angels at 940. The Angels had a very tough series against the Oakland A's, their division rival. Uh, in opening night, uh, game one of the season, the... The Angels end up losing because of a grand slam walk-off in extra innings. And that's a terrible way to lose. I think that's kind of set them back. Their star pitcher and hitter, Otani. Otani is uh, one of the first players since Bay Roof to hit and pitch. And uh, he had his debut pitching uh, matchup uh, yesterday or two days ago. And uh, he got absolutely lit up. Uh, gave up a couple runs. No outs in the first inning. It was pulled out of the game uh, by manager. And uh, so, yeah, the Angels got some stuff to work on here. Uh, Randone is supposedly back in the lineup, the Nationals player from last year. And uh, that should give them some more run support to help Mike Trout out a little bit. But they take on the Mariners. Uh, both teams are 1-3. So I will probably take the Angels. I like the Angels a lot. They've had a rough start. Uh, but I will be careful here because the Mariners stole a game from the Astros and the Angels haven't really shown a t too much uh, so far this season. But, you know, I'm a big believer in Mike Trout. People think that he's the best player in baseball, that he could be the best to ever play baseball. And for that reason alone, um, I'm all for betting on the Angels. We've got the Braves and the Rays at 640. So just a couple hours from now, my Braves will look to get revenge against the Rays. And I'll tell you what, I might not bet on this game. Um, after losing how they did yesterday, 14-5, to five, uh, the Braves might have to, to show me their trust or get, give me a reason to trust them, I should say. Um, I might put a dollar on the game, but other than that, we'll see what happens. Uh, they lost yesterday 14-5. to five. 
they're going to need to slow down this Tampa Bay Ray offense uh, somehow. Uh, another game that's coming on today, in about an hour from now, the White Sox and Indians play, and there will be a game after that one. So it will be a doubleheader, White Sox and Indians, and the White Sox coming off a series against the Twins. Uh, they lost that series 1-2. to two. Uh, White Sox, Indians, and Twins, those three teams in the AL Central are just disgusting teams, high-powered offenses, really good pitchers. You can flip a coin on this one, but I'll go ahead and tell you to stay away. Uh, both teams are really, really good. Uh, Yankees-Phillies would be happening tonight, but they postponed the game, as far as I know. And uh, so... Because of the Miami Marlins having so many COVID cases, like half their team, basically, uh, that away locker room in Philadelphia is being, I've heard, cleaned 50 different ways was the term. And so uh, I don't know when they're going to pick this game up, but there probably will be some doubleheaders. So Garrett Cole was scheduled to pitch. And uh, go ahead and bet on Garrett Cole every game he pitches. Uh, he hasn't lost a game the last 27 starts or something like that. And uh, that's kind of why the Yankees gave him the money that he did, that they did, uh, like $300 million for seven years. Garrett Cole is just absolutely disgusting of a pitcher. And uh, the Phillies have not really played very well so far this year. Had a weird year last year and so far not really doing all too well. Uh, the Marlins beat them in the series – two games out of three, and so with the Yankees in town, I'm going to take the Yankees every time uh, they play a suspect team like this. At 640, we've got the Cubs and the Reds, and the Cubs ended up winning last night. Um, I think I said in my last podcast, the Cubs don't have a lot of star power, and uh, I was wrong about that. Uh, another friend of mine says that he thinks they're frauds. Um, I think I think they're trying to prove people like me and him wrong. Uh, the Chicago Cubs uh, thinking to themselves, you know, we were in the postseason not too long ago, and we've only got a few years left of some of these contracts. Guys like Anthony Rizzo and uh, Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras, uh, they've got they've got enough stars. And uh, we saw it was evident uh, this past time. They beat the Brewers two games out of three, and then they steal a game against the Cincinnati Reds yesterday. Uh, they were up 7-0 before I went to bed, and I checked the score when I woke up this morning. They won 8-7. to So, shout-out to the Cubs. Uh, I'm glad I made a bet on them. I might take them again tonight. Uh, the Reds haven't shown a whole lot. They blew a game against the Detroit Tigers. Um, ended up losing the series uh, against the Detroit Tigers, who had a terrible year last year. And the Reds have a lot of hype coming into this year. So it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to not be scoring runs. Uh, one of their best players, uh, Suarez, he has not gotten a hit yet. Uh, at least that was the case up until yesterday. Uh, so they've got some slow starts from their offense. So it wouldn't surprise me if they finally get it going here tonight. Uh, but the Cubs right now are playing really well. And uh, I might have to roll with the Cubs the rest of the year as well. I was trying to figure out what team to take. Uh, this season in the NL Central, and so far it's the Cubs. Um, at 7.05, we got the Brewers and the Pirates. Uh, the Pirates stole a game from the Cardinals the other day, but the Cardinals stole the rubber match against the Pirates. Um, down to their last strike, the Cardinals come back to win, and so the Pirates are kind of rebuilding. 
Uh, but the Brewers are pretty good. So if you wanted to, I would take the Brewers. I probably am not going to bet on this game. I'm sure the odds aren't very good. Uh, but Royals and Tigers are at 7-10. Both teams 2-2. Two and two. Both teams rebuilding. Both teams uh, last year, record-wise, were not very good. So if you wanted to, you could flip a coin on this one as well. Uh, but I would stay away from that as well. Um, Mets and Red Sox. So the Mets beat the Red Sox yesterday, I'm pretty sure. Yes, they did. And uh, the Red Sox... Having a weird year again uh, after losing Mookie Betts, that was like a ginormous part of their offense. Uh, the New York Mets plan yesterday, I think they were playing a little mad after losing 14 to 1 to the Braves the night before. Uh, so check the pitching matchup, but both teams are kind of evenly matched. Uh, the Mets might be a, the team to take in this one, but I wouldn't count the Red Sox off, count them out, I should say, uh, quite yet. Um, they did lose a series against the Orioles. Uh, so we'll see what they actually are. Uh, but a tough game to bet on. But if I had to pick, I think I would pick the Mets. So at 8-10, it's the Cardinals and the Twins. And I guarantee this will be a very good game. Uh, Martinez gets a start for the Cardinals. The Cardinals have really good pitching, much better pitching than, than they have hitting. And I think the Twins have good hitting. Uh, which their hitting is better than their pitching. So, another close call. Um, the Twins are really good, though. I think the Twins are, might win this game. It's game one of the series. Uh, but the, the Cardinals pitching is, is really good. So, uh, I keep saying things on both sides here. But, uh, uh, yeah, I won't be betting on this game, but... Yeah, that's a tough one. That might be the toughest game to choose of the night. Uh, Rangers and Diamondbacks at 9.05. Uh, I don't think either team really has a chance for the playoffs, uh, but the Rangers do have some pretty good bats. Uh, Diamondbacks have a decent team. Uh, I just don't know if I were to pick a team here. A lot of these these games where uh, you know the Diamondbacks, the Rangers, the Tigers – uh, some teams like that, you know, I just I stay away from. You don't know what they're going to do. And uh, this is a, a good case of that where, you know, a 1-3 team plays a 1-2 team. Uh, just a weird game to bet on, weird game to watch. I probably won't even watch it. So moving right along here, the Dodgers are playing the Astros. And this might be the game of the night. This is the series that everyone circled on their calendar. Uh, as you know, the Astros – Beat the Dodgers in the 2017 World Series, which is the World Series slash, you know, season playoff run uh, where the Astros were stealing signs. And so every Dodgers fan, much like the rest of the MLB, you know, hates the Astros, but the Dodgers hate the Astros more than anyone. They've got Walker Buehler out to play tonight. They've saved him all weekend. They went 2-2 two and two against the Giants, which is concerning, but they saved Walker Buehler, uh, I think, for this game. So my money's on the Dodgers. Uh, the Astros ended up beating the uh, who they play, the Mariners. They beat them three one in a series. Uh, so the Astros are still pretty good, but I I really think the Dodgers uh, should win this game tonight. If they don't, then I'm very concerned about the rest of the year. After a slow start, uh, it's time for them to get going. So I've got Walker Buehler uh, tonight at nine ten, and so. 
the last two games of the of tonight, we've got the Rockies and the A's. Uh, I might take the A's here. The A's beat up on the Angels this weekend, and the Rockies that will be playing uh, outside of Colorado. Like I said, uh, they ended up beating the Rangers two to one in that series. Uh, but I think the Rockies are extremely dangerous at home because of the weather and how a fly ball can turn into a home run in Colorado. It's not quite the same in Oakland. And the A's are a pretty good team. They've been to the playoffs a couple of years now. Um, they've got some really good guys here. I think the A's should win this game, at least win the series. And the last game is the Padres and the Giants. Now, normally I'll take the Padres, but since they won two games in a row for me, like I said, you know, I'll take my money and run. I'm not going to trust them for another game here. Uh, I think the Giants are a weird team. I watched the Giants beat the Dodgers twice out of four games, and that shouldn't happen. So something weird's going on with the Giants. Uh, all they do is hit singles, just single after single. And I can see that happening again tonight at home. So stay away from that game. Uh, the Padres are a team I'll bet on the rest of the year, but as for tonight's purposes, I will stay away from that. And so uh, that's tonight's schedule. Uh, and that's a little recap of what happened last weekend in baseball. And so we'll see what teams I like more. Will the Cubs prevail for me to, as the team that I like to bet on? Will the Padres win this series? Uh, will the Angels wake up? Will the Dodgers wake up? Are the Athletics really that good? What's going on with the Braves? So a lot of questions here I have for myself and for my audience. And uh, we'll see what happens here in, in this, this second series of the MLB season. Uh, up next, we've got some bubble talk. And so welcome back to High Rolling Bets. Uh, that was baseball, and I've talked a lot about baseball, uh, but I know that people are basketball fans as well, and probably more so than baseball. And so with the NBA bubble uh, kicking off already with some scrimmages, and the season begins to resume back to normal. Um, in a few days, July 30th, there will be eight play-in games, which will determine the seeding uh, for the East and West and so with that coming up, I think it's time to give an actual, an actual segment uh, to the NBA bubble. And so go ahead and let you know for high rolling bets purposes. Uh, we'll not be betting on the beginning of these games here. I think it's a weird time in the NBA. Uh, if you're betting on scrimmages, then you've got a problem. But, you know, I know these seeding games can be tempting. Uh, but I think for a lot of teams like the Clippers, you know, the Clippers aren't going to necessarily you know get to the Lakers record you know they know that they're a, a three or four seed and they're okay with that you know same with the Raptors and the Celtics they're not going to catch the Bucks. and but you know for the teams like the Trailblazers who are fighting for the eight seed or the Pelicans who are in the race for the eight seed you know maybe I'll bet on them uh, but for most you know for for what the NBA bubble is I think I'm just going to enjoy those games until playoffs start, or at least until there's a couple games left until playoffs start. Uh, but some teams to look out for, the Clippers-Lakers rivalry is the ultimate story of this year. Um, I think a lot of people have the Clippers over the Lakers, even though the Lakers do have a better record. Uh, the Clippers with a lot of load management, um, they were designed to beat the Lakers. I think their, their bench is better than the Lakers bench. 
the Lakers are, are rolling with a lot of weird guys. You know, uh, J.R. Smith was just signed because of Avery Bradley opting out to play. Uh, Deion Waiters is on the Lakers. You know, you're relying on JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard, um, two older centers. I think Anthony Davis yeah, can be a little tender. I think he's not injury prone, but, you know, God forbid he does get injured. I think I think the Lakers kind of have a, a mediocre roster. Um, you know, KCP is, is okay. Losing Avery Bradley really hurts the Lakers. That was a de- defensive guard that uh, was going to be used, especially if, you know, the Lakers end up playing the Blazers in the first round. I think that's a matchup that, that it's better for the Blazers. Uh, I think if the Pelicans or Grizzlies end up with the eighth seed, the Lakers will be fine. But if they get a team like the Blazers, with Dame Lillard and Carmelo and CJ McCollum and the Blazers are are low key uh, a sleeper team. If they ended up making the playoffs, they'll be good. Uh, they just got Nurkic back and Zach Collins, who have missed like majority of the season. So this is a new look Blazers team. Uh, but anyways, as far as Clippers Lakers go, I just I don't trust the Lakers enough. I think the Clippers really have it. They got the juices flowing. They've got Kawhi Leonard coming off of, you know, the championship from last year of Toronto, and Paul George, who is really skilled, really good offensively, who can play defense just like Patrick Beverly, just like Montrezl Harrell. Uh, the Clippers have guys is up and down the lineup and, and the bench that can really give you some good minutes. Uh, but will be interesting to see if they end up playing each other. It will be a seven-game series. I will say that. Uh, but moving along. More teams to look for the Raptors and the Celtics. Uh, just like the Bucks, these three teams are like the three-headed monster in the East, I'd say. The East doesn't have a ton of talent this year. Uh, I think those three teams really would roll against anyone else in the East. Uh, the Celtics have concerns with Kimball Walker. Uh, apparently, Kimball Walker has some arthritis in his knee, and that is a serious concern for the Celtics, but luckily... Boston has a couple of guys who all average 20 points. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Kimba uh, can all give you 20 points a night. So they have depth there. The Raptors, like I said, they won the championship last year. You know, who says they can't win it this year? They've got virtually the same team besides losing Kawhi. Um, Pascal Siakam is better. Their head coach, Nick Nurse, is really good. They're a defensive team, which is rare. So watch out for them. The Mavericks and the Nuggets are my two sleeper teams in the West. I never really believed in the Nuggets all year, but after seeing Bol Bol play in the scrimmage, he is a monster. So Bol Bol is about seven foot two or seven foot three. He's out there shooting threes, blocking everyone's shot, playing really good defense, dunking on people. And so with this Really big lineup the Nuggets have out of nowhere. We've got no, uh, Jokic playing guard. Uh, Mason Plumlee's out there. And Bobo. Those three players on the court at the same time. It's, it's a weird lineup, but it's a lineup that can work in a bubble. I think a lot of teams are trying different things. Uh, but for the Dallas Mavericks' sake, uh, they have one of the best offenses in the, in the entire league. Uh, they scored the most points of anyone. Uh, I've got Luka Doncic, who is a scoring machine. And he can pass the ball really well. Chris Porzingis 
if he's on, I think that's the key key factor for the Mavericks. Uh, but if Boban Maranovic, he is just about as tall as Bobo from the Denver Nuggets. He is an X factor. If they were to play a team like the Nuggets in the playoffs, uh, they're going to rely on him a lot, along with Porzingis. Uh, so big on big basketball there at the Mavericks and the Nuggets. The Rockets and the 76ers are two very weird teams this year. Uh, some teams that have kind of underperformed for, before the hiatus. Uh, the Rockets recently just went small ball. They traded their center. And if they were to take on the Nuggets, uh, that would be a crazy game, crazy series, uh, because it would be big versus small. And uh, Houston, they can get hot or cold from the three-point line. We've seen in years past James Harden get absolutely cold from shooting threes. Uh, but with the addition of Russell Westbrook, there's no telling what, to, what he's going to do. Uh, he's vicious attacker of the rim, uh, formal MVP. So that's Houston. Uh, the 76 years now, they were the worst road team on the year last year, but they were one of the best home teams now. The 76 years, with this hiatus, you know, they had time to heal. Uh, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have had injuries. They've had time to feel better. They've had time to look at different lineups. And to apparently Ben Simmons is going to play the four now instead of being point guard, uh, which would potentially be a good thing for them. So, you know, the Rockets being small and the Sixers being dysfunctional, that's kind of thrown out the window now uh, with the hiatus. So just watch out for those teams. Uh, those two teams in particular, I will not bet on or against because you just never know what they'll do on a nightly basis. Uh, the biggest storyline besides the Clippers and Lakers and the Bucks, uh, those are your three best teams in the league probably. Uh, there's a lot of rumors going around that Giannis Antetokounmpo will be, uh, he might go to a different team if the Bucks lose or if they don't make the finals or they lose the finals. Uh, Giannis is probably your MVP this year, at least a lot of experts will say that. And uh, he might feel like the Bucks aren't good enough for him if they ended up losing. There's a lot of Golden State rumors out there, which NBA fans would hate. Uh, but that's a good storyline for this year. Uh, the Bucks don't win it. They uh, they could be in trouble uh, because their, their star Giannis might leave. Uh, but... Besides that, uh, the uh, biggest storyline for this regular season is uh, it's an interesting way to get the eight seed. Uh, the Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies, currently have the eight seed. It's theirs to lose. But really, this entire format was designed for the Pelicans to get in. Uh, that's kind of the elephant in the room. The NBA made these eight games, so it's possible that Zion and Zion Williamson and the Pelicans can get into the, the NBA bubble. Uh, but, you know... The Portland Trailblazers, they could very well get in as well. Um, it'd be very interesting to see. That's, that's what I'll be looking for in these seeding games. Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Blazers. I don't think the Suns or the Kings could, or the Spurs, they're in it too. They kind of just added those teams because they had to make it fair. Uh, they had the same records, but, you know, they probably feel like, why are we here? Along with the, the Wizards are like that. They're playing with some G League players. So that kind of stuff I'm not really into. I'm not really looking forward to that. Won't be watching that. Uh, but the rest of the NBA bubble is very enticing. I love how the coaches are wearing 
you know, polos and slacks. It's real casual and laid back. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching a Vegas summer league, like I said. It's really cool. Love the tournament style, the atmosphere, and all the storylines uh, going on in the bubble. Uh, so this has been the third episode of High Rolling Bets. And I uh, hope you enjoyed. I hope you make some good picks tonight, uh, just like me. I hope my teams win, as always. But uh, that's all for this week's episode, and we'll see you next time. Uh, this is High Rolling Bets.